Hey everybody and welcome back to the Out To Be podcast. Today's interview is with Jennifer Keller. Jennifer is a full-time artist and producer and she goes under the artist name Astraea. Our discussion today is all about performance anxiety, which is something I think a lot of people struggle with, whether you're in the music industry or not. I really loved our discussion because we dive deep into why it's such a stigma to have performance anxiety and therefore why we may not be talking about it as much as we should. And she also gives some really great tips and tricks to help deal with it. Astrea just released her latest single called Don't Let Go, which you'll hear at the end of this episode. But if you love it, be sure to check her out, listen to the song, and give her some love. So here's my interview with Jennifer Keller. Hey, Jennifer, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you here today. I'd love to jump right in and have you introduce yourself to the audience and what you do as an artist. Yeah, so I am a singer-songwriter and pianist and producer. I perform under the name Estrella. Um, I am London-based, although I'm from Minnesota originally. Um, I started writing music when I was about 14 years old. Um, it was kind of my way of dealing with my emotions and um, various anxiety issues I was having at the time. and. So that's kind of how I've always been involved in music my whole life, but that's when I started writing. And um, that's kind of how I got started with that. Um, and yeah, now I write and perform in London and um, I have a new song coming out called Don't Let Go um, on the 22nd as well, which I'm really excited about sharing with the world. And yeah, sort of a brief summary. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I know you also studied music therapy and psychology. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what made you interested in doing that? Yeah, so as I was saying, so like I started writing when I was a teenager and um, kind of experiencing the therapeutic effects of music firsthand was a big part of why I became really interested in studying psychology and music and why then went on to study music therapy. Um, uh, I was also quite inspired by um, personal experiences I had had with people in my life um, who have dealt with uh, mental health problems um, and my own experiences with anxiety as well. So a lot of that was another big reason why I went on to um, become a music therapist. Um, and yeah, I so I studied music therapy um, for my master's degree and ended up having a couple of clinical placements um, working with children with learning disabilities. Um, and then I had another clinical placement with um, adults in psychiatric hospital um, that were experiencing um, schizophrenia um, and that sort of thing. Um, so they were all very, very life changing experiences really and I worked as a music therapist for a period of time but all alongside of that I was writing and performing and composing and releasing music and that sort of thing and that kind of ended up taking up a lot more time and so I had to stop doing music therapy but it still influences psychology and mental health and all of that and everything I studied still influences a, a lot of what I write about um, and a lot of what I speak about with my audience as well um, something that's really important to me to talk about. Um, yeah. yeah. So would you mind sharing a little bit more about your story uh, with dealing with your own mental health and how that contributed to, you know, studying psychology and also writing the lyrics that you do and releasing the music that you do? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I have dealt with um, anxiety issues on and off throughout, I think pr- pretty much my whole life. Like even looking back at things now, like things when I was a kid, um, I never really thought a whole lot about um, but actually now realized that there were, I, I had panic attacks when I was younger. Like, um, it's a really weird story, but I used to experience panic attacks at church. Um, oh, wow. I used to be, I'm not religious anymore, but I used to be like an acolyte. So I would like, um, help serve the priest or whatever. And for whatever reason, I would like have these like panic attacks and have to like leave in the middle of like mass, um, and at the time, like, I just didn't really think anything of it. But now I look back at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I was having a panic attacks and, like, I didn't even realize. So I think it's something that, like, I've definitely dealt with for... How, how old were you when that was happening? Um, probably about 10, around, yeah, around 10. I, I was d- doing that um, for a couple of years, but had to stop doing it because I just, I always felt like I was going to faint or like keel over in the middle of mass. So I had to stop doing it. Um, but it's something that I've experienced for a while. And then another, um, big part of my anxiety problems, um, are related to performing. Mm. And I'm, I'm almost actually like hesitant to even talk about it because I think there's such a huge stigma, around anxiety and performing when you're a professional musician because I think if you tell somebody that you um, get anxious about performing you often get a reaction of like well why do you do it then and it's like it's they don't completely understand like you can still really enjoy it and absolutely love doing it but still have a lot of anxiety surrounding it like it's completely normal thing to be experiencing as a human being like it's not it's not really that normal to get up in front of like hundreds or thousands of people and perform. Um, yeah. So. You, you know, I agree with you. There might be a stigma, but I think it's so important to talk about it for that reason. Exactly. What you just said is like, yes, um, it's not normal to get up on stage with a thousand people. Like, could the person who's asking you, why do you do it then do that? Probably not. Like not yeah. any average person will just feel super comfortable getting up in front of a ton of people and like performing perfectly so it's it's normal for this to happen what does this anxiety or you know i i don't personally like calling it stage fright i prefer to call it performance anxiety i think yeah that's what it is yeah yeah what does that usually look like for you and how do you deal with it it really depends because sometimes it's worse than others like all of it kind of like stemmed from a couple of really bad experiences that i had when i was studying classical piano at college for me, like I have had situations where I've had panic attacks, like in the middle of performing and my mind would just go completely blank. Mm. And, um, one of those bad situations, I literally just completely forgot what I was performing. Like we had to like memorize our music, um, for these things called juries where we had to perform in front of faculty members and that sort of thing. And, um, there was a moment where I just completely blanked. And, you know, now I feel like I have a lot better handle of my anxiety now because, first of all, the music I do now is a lot more, like, it's my own music. Like, I'm not, like, performing, like, a Beethoven piano sonata. You don't have to learn someone else's piece and do it perfectly. Yeah, it's just yours. 
Yeah. And it, it's like nowhere near as difficult as performing classical <laughs> piano, to be honest. Um, so I, but also at the same time, like back then I had no idea how to deal with it because nobody talked about their, like, I know people got nervous for before performing, but nobody would actually like openly talk about it. And still people still don't really openly talk about it because Why again, you just is? get that react because people, you get that reaction where people are like, Oh, you shouldn't be doing it then. And it's like, they don't understand like how it works. Like I, I absolutely, when I'm in the moment, I'm not feeling anxious. Like mm -hmm. I'm normally, once I'm on stage, normally I'm completely fine. A lot of time it's like the lead up yeah. to it. But yeah. when I'm up there and like in the moment with people and experiencing those emotions with people and sharing that, it's such a special and beautiful thing. And there's absolutely nothing like, and I lo absolutely love it. It's just like, there's, there's nothing wrong with the fact that people get a bit anxious <laughs> before performing. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I think a lot of it is because um, they don't want to be perceived as not being like natural performers and they don't want to be perceived as being, I guess, quote unquote, quote, weak, um, which is ridiculous. I think really that people would even think that to begin with, but it is like, cause I, I've literally had people say to me like, why do you do it then? And it's unfortunate. So I think it's definitely something we need to be talking more about because I really do believe that the majority of people have some level of nervousness or anxiety before performing and just not a lot of people will actually talk about it. Yeah. And to poke at it a little bit more, have you found that like people, people aren't opening up to kind of like the outside world outside of people who are in music because they don't want to be judged. But do you find that they're also not opening up to like their fellow musician who's like sitting right next to them and going through the same thing just because they don't want to be perceived as someone who's like you said, quote unquote weak or something like that. Yeah. Or do you think that there is a little bit more openness within the music community to talk about this? I think it depends. I think there's a lot more openness within like the contemporary like pop areas of music. Like um I think it's not as common in the classical world. Like that's the whole world I came from really was classical music world. I think that was something people really just didn't seem to talk about it. But I do feel like there is a bit more openness within the field of music I'm now in. Um, talking about it and also you have people like the massive like pop stars starting to talk about it as well like Adele yeah has spoke has talked a bit about it and like Hannah Reed of London Grammar has spoken about her performance anxiety um, so there are a lot of like major people who have started to open up about it which is really amazing that they're doing that because then it makes other musicians who are experiencing it feel a lot less alone in the fact that they also experience it. So I think it's a really good start, but I think there's definitely still a long way to go in terms of like public perception of it. Yeah. I think Adele telling people that she throws up like every time yeah. <laughs> she goes on stage kind of cracks something open because people were like, holy shit, it's Adele? Like, yeah, Adele? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, yes. She's just a normal person. Yeah. Happens to like have a great voice and great music and is also terrified of performing in front of people because it's very normal. Yep. Yep. 
exactly. Yeah. I mean, and you have this high pressure situation, like, of course, you're gonna feel nervous. Like, I'm, and you know what, I'm sure there are some musicians that, like, maybe they don't get nervous. Like, I was listening to um, George Ezra's podcast with, I think it was with Sigrid, and they were talking about how they um, don't, they don't feel like they get nervous and they feel most comfortable on stage. And you know what? That's amazing that that's, yeah. that that's what they experience when they're on stage. But I, I really don't think that's the case for a lot of musicians. I agree with you. And I think there's also a difference. Like for me, people kind of like put it all into one bubble. Um, I don't think I ever have stage fright. Like I'm not afraid to get up in front of people and be in front of people. What I am afraid of is forgetting the words to yes. my own song yes. while I'm in front of people yep. and then having to admit that I made a mistake. Absolutely. Um, that's, then, that's like my major fear too, is like forgetting lyrics. And like, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous because that's never happened before. I've never it's actually- has it? Oh, yeah, but, okay. but the times that it happened, well, it happened to me twice where I like really forgot the words. The first time it was kind of my bad, but like I also sort of manifested it to happening. Like, you know, when you, what do they say? Just when you talk about something so much that you like make it happen. And I don't know what that expression is. It's, it's blanking me, but it was a cover song and like we had worked on it, but like it wasn't a cover song that I had chosen to do, but I was singing it and like, yeah. I didn't know the song that well to begin with. And then I just like, I knew the lyrics, but I sort of was just like, I feel like I could forget the lyrics to this. And then I did. <laughs> the second time it was my own no. song and it was, it was like kind of a joke. Like I literally was the first song of my set. I started it. I got through the first two lines and then I was just like, I don't know why, but I just cannot remember the, the next lines, but it was yeah. funny. Like we ended up kind of like joking with the audience about it. And like, it was just like a fun way to start the set. It ended up being instead of like a travesty. But the yeah. first time I was like, Oh fuck. I knew I was going to forget them. And then I did. And now I can't recover from this. But the second time I was just like, you guys, I forgot the words. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what yeah. to do. And people laughed. So yeah. I had to kind of get over the like, people will judge me. And like, if I mess up 99% of the time on stage, I'm like, I just fucked it up. <laughs> yep. No, Nobody's like, we know and we hate you for it. They're exactly. Just like, That's this funny. Is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. It, it's really easy to catastrophize like, things and that's like amazing that you were able to recover from that yeah. <laughs> in the second in the second situation but it's really easy to c catastrophize in our heads like how like if something if you screw up or something happens that all these horrible things are going to happen but really actually uh, most of the time when you screw up a lot of the time people don't even necessarily notice yeah you yeah they either don't notice or they just don't care but you're right they probably won't even notice like they don't especially if it's your song like they don't necessarily know the words to heart so yeah. they're not gonna know exactly yeah yeah so that's like a big one for me and like we were just talking before i've had like various laryngitis reflux issues and so one of my other really big fears when I perform is like my voice giving out mm. and that that has happened in a couple of performance situations but when it happened it was like not a big deal like what did you end up doing because I've actually never had that thought or you know yeah. I don't deal with that so it was more it was it. more so just like my voice cracking but like okay, okay. I, I I've had a lot of stress like surrounding like the fear of my voice 
giving out on me. Right. So um, not, okay. So not like giving out as in like, I cannot finish the show. But yeah, no, no, no. Like, uh, Mid performance, like didn't go so hot. Yeah, yeah, just the voice cracking and that sort of thing. Gotcha. But it's never actually that big of a deal because really the audience is there to support you. If they're at your gig, they're there to support you. Like, they're not going to care if you're a human being and your voice gives out or you happen to have, like, a slip of words or that sort of thing. Like, I, I think it's also a lot more about the overall – it's important to remember it's more about the overall – performance and like emotion of what you're conveying as well rather than it being like absolutely perfect so that yeah. is such an important point too because I think sometimes we get so worried about being perfect on stage by hitting all the notes and saying all the lyrics right that if we go on in that state of stress we're not actually conveying the emotion of the song which ultimately makes for a more meaningful performance if the audience yes. can actually feel the emotion behind it as opposed to getting all the words right like you yep. could be singing la 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 but singing it with such depth and emotion and people will cry but if yeah. you're singing <laughs> exactly the saddest lyrics but you look like you want to die on stage then yeah. they might not be as happy about it yeah so that for me um i read this book called the inner game of music and that for me was really life-changing in how i started to deal with performance anxiety i read that a couple years ago and um i still definitely get really anxious in the lead up to a gig but now when i'm actually performing i it, the book is pretty much all about like being able to perform mindfully and really experiencing the emotions and not getting caught up in perfectionism and that sort of thing. And that really shifted my performances. And now I feel like I am able to convey things a lot more strongly and I'm able to experience things a lot, a lot more in depth than before and not getting so caught up in the little things that might happen um so that to me was like a big a big game changer for me that in doing things like meditation and yoga has helped a lot as well can you say the name of the book one more time for anyone who might want to check that out yep it's called the inner game of music i can't remember the author to be honest with you i wish i could but it's i definitely really highly recommend it they have like um practical exercises as well mm. um yeah, it's all about it's all about being mindful in in the performance situation and really just trying to convey the emotion rather than thinking about oh what do I play next. It's about just feeling the music as much as you possibly can. Yeah. What was your like biggest takeaway or you know, exercise practice that you could do in your daily life that you got from it? Um oh, I, you know, I can't even specifically remember the exercises, to be honest. I think there might have been some visualization exercises in that one. I can't remember specifically, but that's something that I do on a regular basis in a lead up to a gig is I do a lot of visualization and um, try to imagine myself in that situation and envisioning the people there. Um, and that really helps a lot as well. Because then when you're in the actual situation, like your brain, has already sort of experienced it in a way. Mm, um, yeah, you have so, to trick your brain. <laughs> yeah, so then the brain isn't as focused on feeling anxious and now it's more focused on performing and conveying that emotion. So, yeah. And I know you mentioned meditation. So what does your meditation practice look like? Um, it really depends. I mean, like, I 
like I say that I do meditation yoga, but <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes it falls to the wayside. Um, but definitely in the lead up to a gig, I try to do it at least like once a day for like 15 minutes. Sometimes I'll do more like a guided meditation or relaxation exercise and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, meditation actually has been like a big part of my life for the last really, I think like 15 years, like a couple of years ago, I went on um, a six day silent meditation retreat as well. And that was intense, but so wow. amazing, so amazing. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's definitely very life changing. It's not easy. Um, but I feel like it's helped me to experience life a lot more fully. Um, and it's allowed me to remain a lot more present in those performing situations and in conversations with people. Um, cause uh, I think a lot of time when you're dealing with anxiety, like you're not always present cause you're so worried about, what's happened in the past or what's happening in the future, or you're so worried about like saying something wrong or like not being, not being able to think of anything to say. Like even like with this interview, I was like worrying ahead of time, like what if I can't think of anything to say, like getting <laughs> nervous about nothing, that sort of thing. And I think meditation has definitely helped me to remain more in the moment, um, which is where you want to be. Um, of course, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So do you have any other self-care techniques or just like routines that you do day to day to kind of keep the anxiety down, keep the routine chugging along <laughs> in the in the most like calm way possible? Yeah, I wouldn't say I necessarily have like a routine. I probably should, although I don't want to get caught up in these like saying that I should or should not do these things but yeah <laughs> I'm not very good at sticking to a routine I've kind of made peace with that fact uh, <laughs> but I do try to when I'm not like in the middle of like a super crazy project and that sort of thing um I do try to like exercise a few times a week I find really helps as well um and in addition to doing yoga and meditation um I think those are the those are the major things for me that have helped me keep anxiety at bay a bit. Um, it doesn't mean that it completely goes away because it never really does completely go away. Course, um, yeah. But it at least helps a little bit. And actually, so like I've been a massive like caffeine addict for years and years and years. Like coffee, I am so addicted to coffee. But um, since I've had like these laryngitis issues, I've actually had to like give it up. But I've had now these positive effects where I actually feel a lot less anxious on a daily basis mm. now, now that I've given up coffee, even though I, I did the same I thing. miss it so I miss it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I could be really productive with it, but um Green tea. Green tea is like the next yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like the taste. Sadly. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't help you with that then. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's definitely like helped, um, a bit with the, with keeping anxiety down as well. Yeah. Coffee is huge. I actually had to give up coffee for the same reason. Oh, um, really? I don't miss it as much because I do love tea very much. And I also just find that, um, for me personally, I'm like a very good sleeper. Like <laughs> from the day I was born, I've just like always been able to sleep anywhere and everywhere and for a full night. So like I wake up feeling pretty energized, but that can be a really hard step for someone to have to take out caffeine. But if you are feeling really anxious and still drinking caffeine, 
I would urge you to maybe just experiment with it and see if you feel better um, weaning yourself off and then see what happens if you do go off caffeine because that can make some pretty big impacts when you're not messing with your cortisol levels. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So you are a musician full-time at the moment. Can you tell us about what's going on uh, in the past few months in your career and about your upcoming release? Yeah, definitely. I kind of started my Astrea project about a year ago. A cover I had done of uh, Olive's You're Not Alone was used in a Lloyd's Bank advertisement over here. And um, that kind of kickstarted the whole thing, really. I've released a couple songs since then. Um, just released a song called Anybody Out There a few months ago, which is about loneliness. Um, and the next song that I'm releasing is called Don't Let Go, and that one comes out on the 22nd. And that song was inspired by people in my life who have dealt with mental health difficulties. Um, and again, like talking about how I, I think it's really important um, that we as a society continue talking about these issues. Um, because although we've come a really long way and people are a lot more open now about talking about things like anxiety um, mm -hmm. and depression and that sort of thing, there's still a massive amount of stigma surrounding a lot of other mental health problems, things like um, personality disorder and addiction, bipolar disorder, um, even eating disorders, that sort of thing. Like there's still a massive amount of stigma around uh, these. So I think we we definitely need to be talking more about about that. And also, especially like addressing things like it, um, how high like suicide rates are and that sort of thing. Like I think it now accounts for, I think it's like the second most um, cause of death among young people, I think from like 15 to 25 or that sort of thing. Like that's mm. absolutely crazy. Like what yeah. is, what is going on? Like uh, we really desperately need to be addressing these issues. What, like, why are people feeling this desperate? I think there's just a lot we need to be looking at. And now also with the increasing rates of like opioid addiction in the States as well, like addiction is a massive issue that needs to be addressed too. And so I just find it really, really important to be talking about these things, not just in my music, but also with people who listen to my music um so that yeah so don't let go is about mental health difficulties and it sort of examines the effect of that and that one comes out on the 22nd and it's and it's a piano ballad it's very like stripped back um yeah i'm i'm definitely looking forward to sharing that with people well i totally agree with you i do think you know while talking about anxiety and depression has maybe become a bit more approachable um talking about a lot of other mental illnesses is not, and we still need to keep working hard to make sure that we can have an open discussion about all kinds of mental illnesses. And I wanna thank you for doing that, both just in what you do and through your music. Um, it's so important. And we're actually gonna play Don't Let Go by Estrella in a moment, but before we do, is there anything else you'd like to mention and where can we find you? Um, I don't think there's anything else to mention really other than to check out my song when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, shameless self-promotion. This song is very meaningful <laughs> and people should go check it out. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, you can find me, like I'm on, on all like the social media sites. Um, my uh, at, it's at Astrea Musica. Um, so on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and that sort of thing. Uh, 
but yeah. Can you spell Astrea just for people? Yes, good point. Um, so it's A-S-T-R-A-E-A. I would definitely like to know what people think of it as well. So always feel free to reach out to me. I, it's really amazing. It's actually absolutely incredible when people hear something and reach out to me and tell me their stories. Um, like I had a lot of that with You're Not Alone on the cover that I had done and people reaching out and telling me how it had helped them through a really difficult time. And it's like, that's, that's exactly why I am doing this. This is why I want to be doing this because music has played such a big part in my life in helping me through difficult moments and helping me with anxiety problems. And I want to be able to return that to people as well. So I, I really do appreciate, um, people that that have reached out and shared their stories with me as well well if you like the song that we're about to play definitely reach out to jennifer um again that's astrea on all platforms and thank you so much for being on the out to be podcast today it was so nice to talk to you without any further ado here's don't let go by astrea
alone.